I was actually born and raised on a dairy farm, but I very much tried to like, well, not keep it from my family, but I didn't like fully announce it to them straight away because I think I just thought, gosh, you know, the farming tradition, this is not going to go down well. <laughs> I'd rather sort of like get into it a bit more before I tell them. So I didn't actually start the Instagram page for, I think, maybe a year of being vegan. And even when I did start the page, I didn't tell my family. I, I didn't like let them know that it existed. I tried to keep it secret. <laughs> Save the planet and make it heal. You can help by eating a vegan Come join us if you're vegan curious. Hi, my name's Ashley. And I'm Sarah. And together and we, we are, are vegan curious. Vegan. Yeah, hi everybody. Welcome hi, to episode three, series three, uh, you know, post veganuary. So did you put any weight on, you know, obviously with lockdown and all those extra nice vegan goodies going on? Oh, that was you were straight in there, Ash, on the uh, have I put on any weight in Veganuary? Thank you for that. <laughs> All right. I know you're exercising as well, but did you? Absolutely. Um, I probably did. Uh, not not a huge amount, though. Um, I didn't go as mad as I normally do in Veganuary, um, I have to say, because I've been cooking a lot more. I've been actively trying to make sure that I'm getting all of my nutrients and all of my um, kind of healthy whole foods in rather than trying all of the new uh various different seitan offerings but i know that you will have been trying all of them so at least we've got something to tell our listeners about (laughs) who have we got on today then um we have got an action-packed show today we've got an action-packed show um so what are we going to be covering we are going to be telling you all about what we've been scoffing um so obviously coming off the back of veganuary um you might be thinking that there's a dearth of new vegan offerings but that is not the case and ashley's been out trying a bunch of them um we've also got our summary of the best uh, offerings for a vegan valentine's day and then we're going to be talking about what we're curious about this week uh which is around the trend for older people becoming vegan um and also plant-based pet food and finally, we've got a wonderful interview with Farm Girl Goes Vegan, who, uh, as some of you might know, is an influencer. Um, she posts a lot of great content on Instagram, and we're going to be chatting to her all about her uh, youth growing up on a farm, and then how she uh, turned around and, and told her her parents that she was vegan. Um, so that is an interesting interview coming up later. Right then, Ashley, tell us what you've been scoffing, because I know that it isn't anything any good for you. No. So, you know, in the last episode, you were berating me with the fact that I had barely tried any new veganuary stuff. So this week I went crazy. Uh, So I have tried. Firstly, before I became a vegan, if you said to me, what is your fantasy breakfast? Don't laugh. It would probably be in Starbucks, okay? They Starbucks, you know, just a coffee, but they also do this cheese and marmite panini, which if you're obsessed with marmite as much as I am, is just amazing. It was amazing. And, you know, I'd say I've been a vegan seven years now, so I had to give that up. And ta-da, it's back. There's a vegan version. So I was very excited to try it. Um, the weird thing was, you know, I discovered this, the fact that, you know, I was checking out their new vegan menu. They've got some Beyond Meat breakfast things going on as well. There's some new chicken wrap type stuff. So there's loads of interesting things that they're bringing to the table. But the um, the Marmite and vegan cheese thing, I had it at three o'clock in the afternoon rather than for breakfast. But it was good. I'd say probably about 80% as good as I remember. 
Um, so I'll definitely be having it as, again. I mean, you know, we've, we've been round and round around the houses with vegan cheese so many times and it's getting better, definitely getting better. Um, so there's that. And while we're on the subject of vegan cheese as well, I also tried the new Domino's uh, vegan offering. So they've got a thing called the Chick Ain't Pizza, which is basically vegan soy strips, loads of veggies, and then the, it comes with um, they, they've done a vegan version of their new garlic and herb dip. Do you, did you, do you have you ever had that, or did you ever have it? That was never really my jam, even before I went vegan. I'm not a big fan of mayonnaise or any of its derivatives, so no. But I have had the Chick Ain't Pizza, and it is really, really good. Actually, I was quite impressed by it. Yeah, I do like Domino's and I, you know, I do think that is a great pizza. So um, I had that. And also just more generally, uh, I've been in, uh, we we went to Mark's Spencer's and we picked up the um, plant-based katsu curry, which I had the other day. Um, they've got a load of new stuff down there. It was launched in January. Um, Got to say, this was okay. My... <sighs> My feeling on a lot of the plant-based stuff, the plant kitchen that they have in m and is it, it's good and it's quite nice and it's like Friday night because you can't be bothered to cook anything from scratch fare and it's okay. But, you know, I'm never blown away by anything they do, apart from the one thing I really, really thought was great is the vegan Kievs, which they've been doing now for over a year. But what about you? Am I being too harsh on m and Oh, I don't know. I mean, m and is... The thing is, everything that M&S sells as part of its plant kitchen is pretty much uh, vegan junk food, right? I mean, um, we'll oh, yeah. talk about this uh, soon when we're talking about the vegan Valentine's Day options. But I just think it's, yeah, it's like you say, it serves a purpose. You kind of go in and you don't know what to get and you grab some chicken Kievs or um, some mac and cheese or their popcorn chicken or whatever it is. And you just kind of guiltily uh, slide off into the car park and then uh, go home and um, and scoff it. And usually it's pretty good, isn't it? Um, it's nothing that I would say uh, is groundbreaking. Um, and it's probably not as diverse a range as like your Wicked Kitchen, for example, which is Tesco's um, plant-based range. Yeah, yeah really it good. is really good, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but with that being said, uh, um, I do appreciate the fact that M&S have made They've made that move and are obviously investing quite heavily in it. But it's like any M&S food you get, isn't it? It's basically all about indulgence. That's the whole idea. Um, and their, their plant kitchen range is no different, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. So um, Valentine's Day is coming up, uh, Sarah. You got any plans? Big night out? <laughs> big night out. No. Um, a big night in, surprisingly. Oh, um, just like the rest of the country. Um so uh, whether you're doing Valentine's or Galentine's or any of the other um, things that people do now around Valentine's Day, um, we've got some uh, a summary, basically, of everything that is available and all the new launches that various uh, different brands have been pushing out. So I thought I would give you a little bit of a summary. But before we do, um, Ash, what are you going to be treating your lovely wife with this Valentine's Day? <laughs> Why not put me on the spot? Uh, yeah. And when I say treating, I mean food-based and drink-based, nothing else, nothing dodgy. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, some McDonald's veggie dippers will suffice, won't it? <laughs> oh, that's a bit sad. Well, let me enlighten you, because I think that once you've heard uh, the, about the different options, you, you might change your mind. Yeah, um, okay. Go on then. So basically what we've got in terms of looking at the 
the vegan Valentine's landscape um, is a few different few different trends emerging, I guess. So um, one of the interesting things that um, I've seen is that actually a lot of the restaurants um, that you kind of typically associate with, with um, you know, doing really good vegan food um, have launched over over the various lockdowns and over, over COVID some sort of DIY, DIY meal kits. Um, so a lot of them still have those available online and haven't really launched anything new for Valentine's Day, but I still think it's worth mentioning. So um, you'll be familiar with a couple of these, no doubt, Ash, but there's Dishoom, which obviously um, has a really good plant-based menu and you can get their um, vegan naan delivered as a bit of a meal kit. may not be something for Valentine's Day, but, you know, depends. Uh, <laughs> I think it's called their breakfast naan. I know, exactly. Um, so they do a good one. There's Home Slice Pizza, who also have obviously a, a pizza meal kit. There's Verga. Um, which is a kind of London-based um, vegan burger chain. And there's also Club Mexicana, who obviously are well-known for their excellent tacos. Um, now, my, I'm going to interrupt you there because my friend Vicky had that the other day and said it was absolutely sensational. Oh, really? Well, really, really, really She's um, got a, you know, her, her partner is not even veggie and he absolutely raved about it. Oh, wow. Well, I'm definitely going to try that one anyway, because I do love a bit of Club Mexicana. Um, the uh, the meal kit that stuck out for me, though, was um, by Simplicity Vegan, which I'd actually never heard of. But now when I think about it, I have heard of. Let me explain why. So they have done a chili dog kit. Uh-huh. Um, but Simplicity is a bit like bit like Beyond Meat, so like the Beyond Burger, which is then sold at a bunch of different restaurants um, like Deshume and Soho House and um, those types of places because it's, you know, a bit like Moving Mountains. It's like a brand that obviously yeah. makes uh, makes uh, fake meat for lots of different chains and stuff like that. Um, and apparently that is very, very good. Now, obviously, all of these carry a slightly higher price point than something you might get from a supermarket. Um, so they're all kind of from about 25 quid upwards, to be honest. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it varies in terms of the value for money that you're getting. Um, but I found a really great website for anybody that's interested and is looking for these DIY meal kits called Plate Away. Are you familiar with Plate Away? You, am I like the only person who's missed no. this boat? No, obviously. No, maybe obviously. not. Um, so it's, it's an online site for meal kits. So it like if you can filter by vegan and there's 80 meal kits on there, which is great. Wow, okay. um, so there's a whole bunch of different ones and you can even get Leon's Love Burger, which my husband will be delighted about. Um, uh-huh. So that's a really good recommendation for, 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 for listeners looking to try something different. And the supermarkets have gone in big on Valentine's. So every single one of them has launched um, a kind of, you know, meal for two that you can kind of dash into the supermarket Usually you get a bottle of wine and you get obviously a couple of courses um, and pretty much all of them have got plant-based options now. So M&S and Sainsbury's, Waitrose, Morrison's, any any uh, supermarket that you can think of, all of which, all of whom have done their own uh, Valentine's Day menus and some of them have really good plant-based options. And one thing I did see is that, again, on M&S, uh, is that one of the things that they've launched um, are vegan churros, which... Okay. Uh, is a massive favorite of mine um and the fact that it's been veganized is delightful so i think i might have to get myself down to mns to try one of those um this sunday um and pretty much all of them are 15 quid um mns and sainsbury's as you might expect are the most expensive at 20 pounds but if you walk into any of the supermarket chains you are likely to get some pretty good plant-based options so 
Um, that has been really, really good to see. And obviously they're um, competing quite heavily for uh, the people who are going to be eating plant-based this this Valentine's. So I think I might, if I can, I might get myself down to M&S and then I might also do a Wicked Kitchen one for some other night <laughs> in, in the week or the following week. Um, but what uh, what about you, Ash? Anything that appeals to you there? Well, all of it. But you have reminded me about Club Mexicana. So, um, I mean, you know, one, we're seeing also, and we're going to talk about this in a future podcast because we've got an interview with the team behind um, STEM and Glory, uh, who also have meal kits available, which are really, really interesting. Um, is that, you know, whether this stuff, kind of this kind of meal kit trend, you know, how long it's going to go on for? Because, you, you know, all of a sudden you've got all these restaurants who people know and love, like Dishoom and, and all the rest of it, um, and a lot of the, the vegan-only places, like Mildred's, I guess, as well. And they're all, you know, a lot of them are offering um, these meal kits now, um, and I think doing quite good business from them. And it'd be interesting to see if when there comes a point at some point in the future when we're all able to go back to restaurants and eat in restaurants, whether those meal kits become you know, whether that's a trend that goes on forever or whether it's one that just, you know, disappears, hopefully with COVID. What, what do you think? Oh, it's tricky, isn't it? Um, I definitely tend to think that it will be a blend. Um, I don't think people will go out as much as they did before um, for a whole bunch of different reasons. Um, but, you know, there's some massive trends that we're seeing around the urbanisation and people moving out of big cities because they can't see the point in being in <laughs> being in a city when you can work remotely. And obviously COVID has, has caused people to think a lot about that. Um, but equally, going to, you know, a restaurant with your mates, I mean, you, there's no real replacement for that, is there? So I, I do think it will be a blend. And the fact that people are doing DIY meal kits now, um, it's just another revenue stream, isn't it? So I don't think they'll be giving that up anytime soon. So I like to think that I like to think that there'll be both and that we'll have lots and lots of options once all this is over. Okay, well, um, I think you're probably right, but we'll we'll find out fairly soon, I think. So, Ashley, tell us about uh, what you've been curious about this week. Okay, so we've got a couple of things that uh, I've been curious about. So, firstly, is I'm curious about older vegans. Now, um, I think... Is it fair to say, Sarah, that veganism is largely associated with being a kind of millennial focus movement? Is that is that a fair assessment? He said in a, in a accusatory fashion. Um, yeah. Yes, I think so. I mean, it's it, it just happened to be, didn't it, that when veganism hit the mainstream a few years ago, it was kind of um, largely the domain of millennials, I guess, who were kind of pushing that trend forward for sure. Yeah, I would accept that. Okay, so interestingly, Holland and Barra, they've just come out with a survey. Uh, and the survey, I'll read this very slowly so you can sink in. So the report notes that 35% of people who identify as vegans aged between 50 to 59 have become vegan in the last year. Okay, so that's one in three people who uh, have become, who, were, who are vegans, have become vegan last year in, in that age. And one in five vegans is now aged over 40. So what I think what is really interesting, what we are seeing is this trend about more and more older people actually, you know, ditching not just meat, but but dairy products and becoming vegans. Now, I know that you've got a couple of little theories about this. I've got a couple of little theories. I have theories about everything. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's fascinating, isn't it, that 
there's a lot of older people who have been converting to a plant-based diet and lifestyle over the course of the last year or so. Um, I mean, first and foremost, I guess the most obvious thing is COVID, right? I mean, we've, all of us, I think it's fair to say, have felt a little bit more mortal and have started to worry about our health and, um, you know, in, in largely positive ways for a lot of people, you try to think about what you can be doing to make sure that you're as healthy as you possibly can. So that's got to be one thing, um, particularly for an older generation. I think there's also um, some of these kind of old school vegetarians that have been vegetarian for, I don't know, 20, 25 years or something that have gone, you know what, there's a lot of really great options now. And I'm seeing, you know, a lot of alternative milk and dairy and stuff like that. Um, that actually means that I don't really need to eat any, um, any animal products. So that's kind of a second thing for sure. Um, and I suppose in a way, Ash, you probably fell into that category originally, but you obviously converted to a fully vegan diet, you know, a long, a longer time ago, but originally you were veggie for years, weren't you? Um, yeah. I and think then I, I like to think myself as an innovator. You absolutely, you were an, a, a fast, <laughs> you were an early adopter. Um, and then I think the last thing I would say is that actually, if you think about uh, what a lot of the kind of vegan brands are doing now, um, a lot of them are targeting older people. So mm. there's there's the Oatly campaign, which is now um, you know big TV advertising campaign, which is focusing on uh, the idea of converting dad to um, oat milk. And mm. I think that the fact that a lot of brands are now actually willing to invest in um, raising awareness amongst that kind of slightly older demographic is evidence that a they feel like most of the younger people, um, if they if they if they were going to convert, they've already done it, and a lot of them are kind of you know drinking plant based milks anyway. And then they see this opportunity for kind of growth in terms of the vegan food um, and culture with that kind of older demographic. So I guess. Um, hand in hand with that is probably more older people being more aware um, of some of the issues um, and I suppose embracing a slightly slightly different type of diet and plus all of them um, have probably got kids that are having a go at them all the time <laughs> and telling them that they need to live a little bit differently and maybe be flexy and do this and do that and certainly my parents have um, tried a lot more plant-based food since I became vegan so um, I think that that's probably probably the case for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, I agree with pretty much everything you say there, which is first, isn't it? But um, I think that if you look, you know, a lot of my friends who are hardcore veggies, and these people have been veggies like, you know, 20 years now, um, one by one, they are giving up dairy, you know, and I think you're right, a lot of it is, is you know, that they are aware of the fact that, number one, that, you know, there may be a little bit more understanding about how the dairy industry works and then secondly that you know the options are really really good now and and thirdly you're right they're probably being nagged by their kids you know they kind of got to that point whereby um the kids are saying well why don't you try this why don't you eat this so i, I do agree with you i think we're kind of hitting that particular point but um be interesting to watch that one if they do another survey next year see what the differences are um the other thing i'm curious about um is cat food so you don't have a cat do you no sorry i'm a dog person you're a dog but, person yeah but through and through. yeah we've not talked about vegan pet food uh at all um which i think we probably should talk about it seriously more seriously at some point but it just wanted to highlight the fact that there's a new survey which is done by 
basically BMC, Veterinary Research, um, in Canada. This is conducted by the Ontario Veterinary College. Um, they, they have concluded, they did some research, they fed cats a plant-based diet, and then they obviously had a control group that were fed meat. And they found out that cats are less likely to suffer from a range of adverse health consequences, including gastrointestinal and hepatic disease. Okay, so, you know, this study was apparently is questionnaire based. Um, So you can take (laughs) they um, ask a bunch of cats how they how they felt after eating plant based. Well, I think that what they're saying actually is that the 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 um, people that are feeding their cats um, cat food, well, you know, vegan food, actually they, the cats are pretty healthy. I mean, it does seem to me. I mean, I just think of cats, and we do have a cat. You know, it's the whole vegan pet food is something that you know we've not really talked about. And we need to think a little bit more about because I think that. Mm. You know, we've got, but we're both dog owners. You've got a dog, I've got a dog. And, you know, one of the worst moments of the day is feeding that dog shit food. And it's, it's, it's horrible. It's, Mm. you know, it's disgusting. I don't really want to be feeding my dog's dead animal. And I, and I, I think interestingly as well, one of the things that's going on in cultured meat or lab processed meat, you know, a lot of the research around that, I think that, some of the companies looking into that have identified the, the dog and cat market as huge potential opportunities uh, to, you know, to develop that and obviously sell, sell those products. So I think it's kind of one worth keeping an eye on that. I mean, there are mm. dog food companies, aren't there? There is um, V plant, yeah. which, uh, you know, has all kinds of stuff um, that they sell. So the, it is there and, but it still seems pretty niche really. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's it, isn't it? I mean, it is, it's it's starting to come through it's the discussion it's certainly the first thing that a lot of people ask me when I tell them that I've got a dog which is do you feed your dog a vegan diet um and obviously I say no um because you know the recommendations are such that your your pets do need um to to be eating meat I mean I certainly make sure that everything that I feed him is organic and doesn't have any nasty stuff in it and you know it's grain free and all the all that type of thing and you know try and make sure it's as sustainable as possible um but i do i do think that at some point there will be more of a kind of mainstream discussion about all of this um but I, but i also think it's it's difficult isn't it because you are making a decision on behalf of your pet um whereas i'm making a decision on behalf of myself which feels um you know uh, like I have the power to do that. Whereas, um, our cats and dogs don't do they, they, they kind of have to eat what we give them. So I definitely would be a lot more uh, mindful about kind of making that decision for him, unless there was really strong evidence, um, to suggest that it, that, that they were healthier, but it's certainly a really interesting early stage study. Um, and I'll be fascinated to hear, hear more about it as it develops. Yeah. I mean, I think we need a lot more research really. I mean, you know, that's kind of what I'd like to see, you know, a lot more of these types of surveys, maybe, you know, probably a bit more scientific than that one as well but yeah it's definitely worth keeping keeping tabs on that one so sarah now we move on to our interview we do indeed um so we've got a interview this week with um sarah tweed who is the lady behind farm girl goes vegan um on instagram uh she is uh, a vegan influencer and also a grew up on a farm um in in Ireland and she's got a fascinating story about how obviously grew up around uh cattle farming um 
obviously ate a lot of meat and dairy. It was just part of the way that they lived. And then obviously transitioned to um, a plant-based diet and a more vegan lifestyle a few years ago. And she has created a Instagram channel, uh, which is all about kind of celebrating plant-based food. And she told us all about how she creates her content, some vegan influencers that you might want to follow. Um, And I also asked her about the fact that given that she is an influencer, how does she think that vegans can best influence their friends and family? So without further ado, let's, let's dive in. So hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for joining us today on the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's really nice to be here. Oh, you're very, very welcome. It's great to uh, to hear your voice. I think this is the first time I've actually heard your voice, even though I've seen lots of your content before. <laughs> yeah, people are sometimes a bit surprised by my accent whenever they actually hear me speaking. <laughs> yeah, well, obviously that was going to be one of my first questions is where are you in the in the world at the moment? Well, where, uh, where are you based? So I normally live in London, but for the second or I guess third lockdown that we're in now I thought it would be better to come home and home for me is at the north coast of Northern Ireland so right up at the top um you might have heard of like the Giants Causeway places like that so very remote yeah Yeah, exactly very much in the countryside I just thought lockdown in London is not the most fun and if you have a choice to go somewhere else I thought right let's just get out so yeah I'm currently staying in an old farmhouse with my sister and my dog who traveled all the way with me (laughs) oh gosh I bet there's a lot of people that would be very jealous of that right now just to have a little bit of outside space is exactly um, yeah it's lovely Uh, what's your dog called as well? I think everybody will want to know. <laughs> My dog is called Tonks and it is a Harry Potter name. If anybody's read Harry Potter, they will know Tonks. I think she features oh, yeah. in The Order of the Phoenix is when she first comes into view. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great name. Um, I could just imagine you shouting Tonks yes. across Tonks. the Giants Causeway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, lovely well uh, thank you like I say for joining us Um I guess the first thing that I wanted to ask you a little bit about is your journey so how did you become vegan and then what led you to launch um farm girl goes vegan well yeah so I guess it's quite an interesting story I suppose to a lot of people because I was actually born and raised on a dairy farm so a lot of vegans would be like what how's that possible but I guess the kind of point is when you live on a farm like you don't really connect what's you know it's just a business like my dad he's actually now retired which is great for him but he's a farmer's son of a farmer's son. And it's kind of, you know, it's almost like your duty as part of like farming tradition to just continue doing that. And so I've got no sort of, you know, bad feelings or anything towards him for that because he's just doing whatever he needed to do for his family, which is what most people do every day. So yeah, I basically grew up on a dairy farm. And I think, you know, as kids, you kind of get taught that cows have milk because they're cows <laughs> do you know what I mean I didn't <laughs> yeah. really make the connection that it wasn't because they were because of the type of animal they were it was because of the you know having children I never made that connection and I don't know how that's even possible but I suppose it's just kind of like the language and what you're taught and just kind of I guess the culture around it so <laughs> I think it was in 2017 I was particularly hungover after a um, New Year's Eve party as you know you know back in the day when parties were a thing um, yeah yeah just a memory yeah yeah it's like a, a faint memory um and I was like oh I really want to watch a documentary or something and for some reason I saw cowspiracy I need to probably say it in an English accent cowspiracy people will never know what I'm saying <laughs> 
Um, and so I just started watching it and I was like, hang on a second. What is this? Like, what are all the, like, you basically get bombarded with facts about like yeah. animal agriculture, the environment, and all this stuff. And to be honest, I'd never heard any of that stuff. I was like, how can this be real? Like, how can this be a thing that I would, like, yeah. you know, I would kind of almost have prided myself on being sort of person who would research and like try to learn loads of stuff about like, you know, philosophy, feminism, whatever, but I'd never kind of heard in this stuff so I was very much shocked and like whoa uh so then I started doing a bit of my own research and looking into it because you know when you watch a documentary you kind of think well you know some of this could just be like inflammatory language it could be exaggerated it could be you know specific parts of research designed to make it look really bad uh but when I started looking into it I just found more and more and more of the same things backing up the same kind of facts and the same science and I sort of thought to myself like I think of myself as the sort of person that if I discover something like that I would listen to it and if I then just turned my back on it and just kept going the way I was going I was like I wouldn't really be the person I thought I was so for me personally like I was literally like okay I'm vegan now that's it <laughs> yeah so you just literally went cold turkey yep. as cold it were. turkey straight yeah. up that's it everything's yeah. gone done and my partner at the time did the same thing as well um he was just like okay fine if that's what's happening and if that's the truth and like we both looked into it and it was like yep we're vegan now so it was quite difficult because of just going cold turkey there's no kind of transition time because I just felt like I, I I was almost like a bit freaked out I'm like I can't contribute to this any more than I already have it's been like I guess yeah. 20 odd years um so I felt quite not guilty but like as in like, I kind of felt like I wish I'd known sooner so yeah, I, I think it's like um once you once you've kind of seen uh the light it's really hard to pretend that you haven't, isn't it? You, exactly. you kind of feel guilty, you know, yeah, going back to your really old like ways. Put my head in the sand type thing, or, you know, like plugging your ears and being like, la, 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 nothing's happening. Yeah. I just yeah. didn't really do that. So I was like, okay, fine. And I remember going into work, like when we started back in January and being like, I'm vegan now. And everyone was just like, oh God, here we go. What next? Because <laughs> I think in my work, I'm a bit like that kind of character where everyone's like, oh, what's she done now type thing. But, um, <laughs> yeah. And I, then obviously it's really hard not to be the vegan who just wants to tell everyone about being vegan and how great it is. So I tried like as much as I could to not just like tell everyone all the time. Like, I mean, if people asked me, I'd obviously be like, this is why, this is what I'm doing or whatever. But I um, very much tried to like, well, not keep it from my family, but I didn't like fully announce it to them straight away because I think I just thought, gosh, you know, the farming tradition, this is not going to go down well. <laughs> I'd rather sort of like get into it a bit more before I tell them. So I didn't actually start the Instagram page for I think maybe a year of being vegan. Tried to just like find my way and like figure out like what I was going to do. And even when I did start the page, I didn't tell my family. I, I didn't like let them know that it existed. I tried to keep it secret. <laughs> um, did you really? <laughs> yeah, which didn't really work because eventually like people just discovered it. But I remember sort of having a conversation with my mom and she was just like, but why? Like, I don't really get it. Like, what, like, you know, what do you mean? Like, are you, like, as if I was almost trying to, like, offend them. And it, I had to try and, like, explain in whatever way I could that it's not a personal thing against farming or my dad or farmers in general. It's just a personal life choice that now that I've discovered kind of environmental factors and all this kind of stuff that I couldn't really change and couldn't really take back, I felt like it was kind of, part of who I was then at that point I mean there are a few touch yeah. and go moments at like Christmas and <laughs> things um which we don't need to get into but um yeah I don't know what it is I suppose a kind of level of 
cognitive dissonance for people that like if they don't want to hear about that stuff at whatever stage they're at in their journey they can take it quite offensively they can be like is as if you're insulting them and I I understand it like I think I probably myself would have been like oh okay if somebody had said that to me I might have felt a bit offended but it's funny like over the years how my brother then went vegetarian and (laughs) he'll hate me for saying this but he sent me a text message where he was like stop trying to convert me to veganism you don't understand eating meat is just part of who I am (laughs) and I wish that I'd framed it or printed out or something because actually he and his girlfriend are doing veganuary this year they've already been vegetarian for about four years uh, but they are doing veganuary so it's quite a turnaround I think (laughs) it's funny isn't it how even the most kind of ardent meat meat eaters can end up uh, having more balanced diet or kind of even moving wholesale into veganism and 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 it's just um the biggest advocate sometimes whenever they realize and they're like oh gosh which is funny exactly never say never right Um, so tell us a little bit about your page um and kind of the type of content that you do um and also how on earth you get the time as well as a (laughs) full-time job to run a busy Instagram account so I initially started off with just taking pictures of whatever I could find in the supermarkets because one thing I did struggle with when I first went vegan and it was only four years ago which just seems so mad to think about like how much veganism has changed now but I remember like going into my local Tesco, which at the time was an oval in London, and it was like a tiny little, what's the tiny Tesco called? Like extra or something like that. Express. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they just had nothing. And I was literally like, this is embarrassing, but I was in tears. I was like, why is there nothing Aww. I can eat? This is terrible. And then I was like, almost like slap yourself in the face moment being like, that's ridiculous. Like you could just, if you really had to eat baked beans, pasta, lentils, like those things are already vegan. It was more that I wanted like something for convenience. So that was the kind of idea behind it initially. I was like, when I found convenience foods, I was like, here's something really easy that you could just grab in the shop. And here's the shop you can find it in. Because I think a lot of people were sort of saying, oh, but it's just uh, an inconvenience. Like I can't find like a sandwich, for example. This was back in the day when like the only vegan sandwich would be hummus and vegetables. I don't know why. It's such a weird combination. It would be like, that would be the only sandwich. And people were like, I don't like hummus or vegetables, so I don't want that sandwich. Then they'd end up choosing the meat one. So I kind of just took pictures of anything I found being like, these options are available. And then it kind of just developed from there, I suppose. I started like showing myself more and like recipes I was making. Often for some reason, sweet things like cakes and I don't know, like tray bakes and things like that. I don't know why I kind of tend to go more towards those. But then I wanted to kind of like do something a bit more in depth. So actually at the start of Veganuary, I launched a blog series, which is what I call my top five. So they were like, I kind of went around like taste testing for ages, trying to like find the best in a certain category. So the first one, for example, was vegan sausages. Because I think now that there is so much available, it's hard to know what's actually good. And like, if you're going to spend your money on it, especially if you're not vegan, you don't want to buy something and be like, well, that was disgusting. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it more convinces you that you were right in the first place. Oh, that vegan food is disgusting so I wanted to kind of like go through them myself and be like and I actually had like a friend who wasn't vegan help me out in tasting some of them to be like actually that's a decent replication it really does taste like meat or the flavor is really good in this one so I wrote a kind of bit of a sort of almost like a comedy blog series like just talking about my experience in tasting all these things and like trying them out or whatever so I will release more of those as I go along But then the other thing I was trying to do is just like top tips for going vegan for new vegans, because 
um, I, th- I mentioned just a second ago, my brother is trying Veganuary as well as his girlfriend and my sister and then my brother's girlfriend's sister. So we've got like a gang of four and we yeah. started a, like a WhatsApp group and they're all like chatting and they've got certain questions. So I was just thinking like other people must have questions because there's obvious stuff that I know and you know that maybe yeah. isn't obvious to everyone else. Like, for example, nutritional yeast. What the hell is that? <laughs> Yeah, and nooch to vegans, right? Yeah, exactly. Nooch, like, what are you talking about? But actually, nooch is like the lifeblood of vegans and for good reason because it is actually so good for cooking, putting on top of stuff and whatever. So kind of using their questions, I was like, what tips would other people be asking for? Another one, another example of a post I did was like protein. I mean, how many times do vegans get asked? But oh, constantly. Protein, right? It's literally <laughs> almost embarrassing now the amount of times I've been asked that. Um, so I put together a bit of like a list of proteins and like how much you can get per 100 grams and that kind of stuff. I think just obvious things that people will need to know. And then as I go forward, obviously, I'll do more recipes and things like that. Um, one thing I tried to do when I first moved here is veganize recipes from my childhood because... I mean, I've got quite fond memories of my mum's cooking and all the great things that she was making. And obviously now I can't have any of them, which sucked. <laughs> but I was yeah. like, no, come on, this must be able to be veganized. So I've been trying to convert some of those recipes and with like great success, actually. Um, one of them was a white sauce lasagna, which was ordinarily made with like chicken, butter, cheese, tons of it. Yeah. And I just switched out all of the things and used like, this isn't chicken um and it was amazing and my parents loved it and we're like wow it's great so just kind of oh, and your parents loved it as well because yeah, I was gonna say like how, how popular are your recipes how do, how do they go down in your household yeah really well actually and like I think what's good about my family now like having kind of got over the initial like oh gosh she's vegan what the hell um they've actually been very receptive to like cooking and trying out different things and my mum will often ask me for recipes or like how to veganize stuff and whatever and they'll try like different non-dairy milks and things um one of the big favorites actually for my dad is he was is a huge fan of magnums the ice lollies and Aww. you know not to say that he doesn't have the the normal one but we taste tested the vegan magnums on him and he actually said i quote i can't tell the difference and i was like whoa 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 that is high praise for magnums from a dairy farmer <laughs> 100%. i mean that is honestly vegan magnums are yeah. i cannot i couldn't understand why anyone would eat a, a dairy one. magnum because they taste so good. I feel like they need to get some more flavors going. If they could just do the whole range for me, that would be great. I would love that. Yeah, exactly. They're launching one every veganuary, aren't they? Um, so, okay, so recipes then. Um, what would you say are your your best re- like recipes that you've shared, particularly those for um, vegans that are making stuff for meat eaters to try and um, kind of introduce them to more to more vegan food? Yeah, I mean, I think the thing that I sort of try to say the most is just to veganize the things that you're used to because I think people think of vegan food and they're like whoa it's too out there I'm gonna need like 25 ingredients I'm gonna need all this stuff like I think they get a bit freaked out and intimidated by like the concept of vegan food whereas actually what some of my favorite things are like sheepless shepherd's pie for example yeah. <laughs> like you can make a yeah. shepherd's pie with there's really good fake mince replacements at the moment like one that I really love is the meatless farm but also you can just do a lentil version of it which is unbelievably nice and like lentils do have a kind mm. of meaty texture like once you actually cook them down almost like a stew so if you just stick to things that you know I think it's less intimidating and less sort of like 
oh, what am I going to do? Like, what recipe have I got to come up with? So things like shepherd's pie, lasagna, like kind of like traditional yeah. foods, I think is the best thing to do. Like even just pesto pasta is like one of my yeah. go-to meals. And like all you have to do is go to the free from section and get the free from pesto because then it doesn't have, well, I think actually pesto can sometimes have that weird thing, rennet in it, which is apparently something to do with a sheep's stomach, which I never knew and was like, ew, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> But if you get the free from pesto, then it's dairy free, rennet free, whatever else free. And it tastes exactly the same. Like I cannot fault it. Yeah. So things like that are so easy. Just Absolutely. simple meals where all you've got to change is one ingredient and you're used to getting just normal vegetables. I guess like the kind of thing about like the typical omnivore diet is that you might have like just a piece of chicken on a plate, which would be the main thing. Like you could marinate it, like you could do like all this stuff. And then the vegetables would normally be the side. And I think people kind of think, oh, yeah. but like, if the vegetables have to be the main, like, how am I going to do that? But it could almost just be like a pie, for example, with just raw pastry, which is accidentally vegan anyway. And all you got to yeah. do is find whatever you have in your fridge, fire it into a pan, you know, kind of stew it down and put the pastry on top. Like, it's really, to me, like when I started doing that stuff, I was like, it's actually not that complicated at all. Yeah, you're, you're so you're totally right. But keeping it simple is so important, isn't it? And I think that um, there are so many ingredients and things that you know, people find quite alienating because uh, vegans sit there and talk about aquafaba and, you know, yeah. like rolling stuff in, in panko breadcrumbs and like yeah. doing all this kind of elaborate stuff. But, you know, starting simple is just such a good tip. And actually um, one recipe book that I discovered, I'm going to do a bit of a shout out here to my friends, Roxy and Ben, who do So Vegan. I'm sure you probably have seen their page. They actually were yeah. dog sitters for my dog Tonks uh, initially until they got their own dog um but they have a book called so vegan in five which was when i i can't even remember when it came out but i got it pretty much straight away when it came out and um it's only five ingredients for every meal and they're not just like you know boring rubbish meals that have just five ingredients in them they're so good and the thing about that is like sometimes if you look at a recipe and there's 30 ingredients on there chances of you having those ingredients in the house are so slim but if you see a list of five chances are you're going to have three out of five already and it's so that was really helpful for me to just be like actually you don't need that many things if you have some basics already in your cupboard then a few extra things you can make some amazing stuff so yeah I definitely recommend that book oh yeah amazing I, I actually um I do follow them I don't have their book yet but it was definitely on my list so um I yeah. think I might I might get it and try try some of their recipes um but they also share a whole bunch on their on their yeah, channel as well do don't they amazing videos as well absolutely I'm normally drooling every time I see their videos. <laughs> same um so I suppose on that topic then um any other top tips in terms of other vegan influencers to follow, um, particularly for people who are trying to kind of stick with it during Veganuary? Yeah, so there's one really good account, which is kind of actually quite a new one called The Plant Boys. Um, this is quite good because I feel like a lot of people, there's a lot of like obviously female vegan influencers and there's been a lot of discussion about like diversity and stuff. But The Plant Boys is basically like a group of, I don't know how many of them there are, like maybe six or so, like different like guys basically in the UK. And they all have their own pages, but they kind of come together to do like collaborations. They're honestly great. Like the content they come up with is so good, like loads of reels, like easy recipes from different cultures as well, which is I think really good and really important. Um, but they're also like just like really funny guys. So that's one page that I think I find quite helpful during, you know, to get more ideas and like even for myself like I'm always trying to think of new things to do and like just seeing what other people are doing is really inspiring like especially when it's like produced in like such a cool way and they're all quite cool and stuff um I sound like a bit of a fangirl though I'm like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <you> <laughs> <do>. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh god I hope they're not listening <laughs> but yeah I'll and, type them in it when I yes, that, don't worry. Um, another one that is really good at promoting other accounts is the little London vegan and I'm sure you probably follow her as well like she does these amazing posts where she just highlights from different cultures like a whole list of people to follow so every time she does a post I'm like follow 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 if I'm not already following them because it's just sometimes like with Instagram it's hard to kind of discover like outside of your own little bubble like what unique stuff is happening out there and there is so much like to kind of get on board with so I've kind of started a new thing where I just like save and I'm like putting them into little collections of like different types of food and I just save loads of posts and then I can refer back to them which I think is a good way it is like having your own little recipe book isn't it sometimes it's so so helpful to just make sure that you're getting those saving those things down because also I find people and then I forget or I kind of think like oh that do you remember that chocolate tart that we were going to make? Where did I find that? Um, you can't but, even yeah, remember just... the name of the account or whatever. So yeah, saving is such a good tip, actually. Just save, save, save and categorize them so then you can look back easily, I think is a good idea. Absolutely. Um, okay, so so since you are an influencer, um, and one of the things that we talk about quite a lot on the podcast is you know, how to speak to um, other people about veganism without alienating them or kind of being too judgmental. How do you think that, you know, what do you think is the best way to influence um, friends and family and kind of introduce them to to veganism? Um, This is something that I kind of thought about quite a lot whenever I first started like the blog and the page and stuff. And my kind of intention was the same as you to try not to alienate people, be too extreme, be too like accusatory, because I think sometimes it can just come across like that, even if we don't intend it to be so I think my kind of main goal for the page was to just lead by example and to kind of just keep doing what I'm doing and allow people to kind of access it at whatever stage they're at and like you know whatever stage of the journey they're at and just kind of try things try things out with literally no judgment because I mean it's not like I have a leg to stand on I was non-vegan for the majority of my life I didn't know this stuff I didn't have that kind of information and so I get that people have the same thing like it's not necessarily like a choice to be against veganism it's just kind of a lack of information a lack of you know awareness of what's actually going on in the world and like I said before for me it was like initially environmental but as I went along then obviously I started to discover stuff about like you know animal cruelty and even things about health But at the same time, I was able to access that information when I was ready for it, not when somebody was like throwing it down my throat. You know what I mean? And I feel like if somebody Mm. had tried to do that to me, I don't think I would have received it very well. I don't think I would have been that accepting of it. It might have put me off. So I try not to put it like post any sort of like, you know, slaughterhouse footage or anything too aggressive. Um, I try not to sort of like lecture or you know do any of that stuff I mean I will repost sometimes I'll repost things if I think they're important like things about like antibiotics in agriculture for example which again did not know um yeah I try to keep it like not graphic and just kind of just focus on like the food and the kind of fun aspect of I suppose because I actually have a lot of fun trying to create these recipes and like doing stupid stuff, (laughs) running down the stairs, pretending to be Hugh Grant, carrying a thing of oat milk. (laughs) That made me laugh a lot, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, that's hilarious. My sister was just like, what is wrong with you? Do I really have to film this? (laughs) Um, But yeah, and it's funny because now my sister obviously is trying Veganuary as well. So we're having quite a lot of fun trying to think like, she's like getting quite into it. Like she's saving recipes. She's asking me who to follow. Like, 
trying out new stuff and it is actually fun and I think if you focus on that it doesn't have to be like aggressive or judgy or anything like that and that's kind of just how I've tried to approach it I guess yeah just try and bring people with you I guess and inspire them rather than lecture them yeah Yeah, absolutely so is it your sister then that's behind the camera yes well (laughs) I kind of toss it up between either my sister or my brother-in-law although he is very much begrudging to do any of ages like oh you're so annoying um when I was in London I had a few friends that helped me out who were like really good at uh, social media and stuff but um my sister like has gotten quite good at and gotten quite into doing it so that's quite fun and especially now that she's obviously trying out veganism I think she can see you know how it works and why it is good to promote this stuff so yes she is the uh the camera woman (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well shout out to your sister um yeah. and uh, congratulate her on that particularly the Hugh Grant uh <laughs> moment from, it's, a, it's a moment from love actually isn't it just so listeners it is, know it is where he dances in Downing Street exactly <laughs> <laughs> definitely definitely worth a watch um well Sarah thank you so much for joining us um it's been an absolute pleasure to have you. Um, why don't you just tell um, listeners where they can find you um, on Instagram? And I think you have a blog as well, don't you? Just so that they can uh, go and go and see some of this content and save it. Yeah, exactly. So you can find me at Farm Girl Goes Vegan on Instagram. And then I'm also on farmgirlgoesvegan.com, which is where I'm posting the top five blogs about you know vegan produce and whatever and thank you so much for having me this has been really really fun it has it's been absolutely brilliant and have a um fantastic rest of veganuary and um i hope that we will speak to you again soon all right thank you so much later bye and that's it for another episode of vegan curious um what an action-packed show thank you so much to uh sarah uh from farm girl goes vegan for giving us um some insight into her lifestyle and her instagram channel um we talked about plant-based pet foods uh we talked about older vegans um and we talked about all of the things that ashley's been scoffing and i hope ash that you have been inspired now to um get into the kitchen for valentine's day and uh cook up a storm with one of these meal kits I'm getting my apron on as we speak. Ah, good, excellent. Um, well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. As usual, um, you can find us on at so Vegan Curious on Instagram and on Twitter. You can listen to us almost everywhere you get your podcasts. So Spotify, iTunes, anywhere else that you might might be listening. And that's it for for another show. And we will catch up with you next time. Bye. Bye, everyone. Save the planet and make it heal. Help by eating a vegan meal. Come join us if you're vegan curious. No animals in your meals. Nothing tastes as good as being vegan feels. Come join us if you're vegan curious. And don't feel sad, don't feel So it ain't so bad, I swear it's true Just use the right condiments And you'll even like tofu Don't be furious Just be vegan curious Life is good, life is sweet When on your plate there is no meat Come join us if you're vegan curious
come join us if you're vegan curious.